I'm Vicki Merrick. Up now, the local food report with Elspeth Hay. You can find a link to Elspeth's blog about food. It's called Diary of a Locavore. And make your own suggestions for stories right there at our website, capeandislands.org. This week, Elspeth talks with a farmer in Truro about a historic local bean. Two years ago, Peter Burgess made a discovery. I was at the Truro Ag Fair, and I was talking to this man, and he was telling me about this bean that I ought to grow, you really ought to grow, and I hear that all the time, so yeah, yeah, okay, fine, you know. Two days later, I'm out in the garden, uh, and he drives by, I have a, a road right by the garden, and he reaches his arm out over the fence, and his hand was open, and here are these beans in the palm of his hand, and he said, look at these. And then he told me that they were uh, a, a local Provincetown heirloom. When he heard that, Peter was hooked. He grows seven types of pole beans on his farm in Truro, and they're all old heirloom varieties. It turns out this Provincetown bean had a literary history. Phil Alexander was John Das Passos's gardener. John Dos Passos was a well-known novelist who lived on Commercial Street in Provincetown in the 1930s and 40s. And Dos Passos went to Spain and located a bean that comes from um, a place called Elava, a Basque town, and brought them back here to Provincetown, gave them to his gardener, Phil Alexander, who then planted them. Phil Alexander shared the beans with a few other local families, including Sal Daldeo, a local painter and the chef at Ciro and Sal's and Sal's Place, two restaurants in Provincetown. So since the earliest part of the 20th century, these beans have been grown only in Provincetown, and as far as I know, nowhere else except in northern Spain, and even there that they are rare. So I call it, uh, in honor of Phil Alexander, Uncle Phil's P-Town Beans. Based on Peter's research, the beans are probably a Romano or Pinto variety. The dried beans are the size of a large olive pit and are a deep cherry red color speckled with white dots. But they look like a typical green bean on the vine. It's, it's very flavorful. It's about a half inch wide. It can be from a half inch to three quarters. Maybe the pods will be from six to, to eight, even ten inches. They're curved like a scimitar. And they are delicious, just uh, either steamed or, or actually even boiled in, in buttered water, salt and pepper. They're just fine. They're really good. Peter shared a handful of the dried bean seeds with me last year, and I grew them in our garden this season for the first time. They did great. They're broad and snappy and sweet, and when you cook them, they have an almost buttery flavor. I saved my own dried beans this year for seed. Peter says he'd like to share the beans with everybody. I've been propagating them and giving the seed away because I'd really like to see this. It's such a a fine plant that I'd like to see it grown again. Anybody who wants seed, you know, just I'd be happy to help. It's a variety that needs to be established. Peter Burgess is doing his part. He planted 300 feet of pole beans this season. He grew enough to supply himself and his wife along with two local restaurants. You can find out more about Uncle Phil's P-Town beans and how to get the seed on our website at capeandislands.org. For WCAI's Local Food Report, I'm Elspeth Hay.
Elspeth has also put up a recipe online for broad beans with tomatoes and garlic. That's at capeandislands.org, where you'll also find a link to our free podcast of the local food report. The show is edited by Jay Allison and produced by Atlantic Public Media in Woods Hole. I'm Vicki Merrick. Thanks for listening.